Aloha. This is Hope Johnson coming to you with some love from the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay. I'm so happy to be home again uh, in Hawaii, apparently. <laughs> so funny when I say that because I know I'm not uh, home as far as anywhere in the world. That really doesn't mean anything. Uh, it's almost like it just comes out as a matter of conditioning and um, it is, it's giving me a sense of, uh, what is it? The sense of being in Hawaii. It's like a, a sense of welcoming. It's like, um, feeling like I'm really welcome here. It seems like a lot of people love me here. Um, not that it didn't seem like people loved me on the mainland too when I was cruising around the mainland. It seems like maybe people are busier over there. It's like a busy vibe. And, you know, I know that's coming from me. It's not, there's no mainland, there's no Hawaii. It's just energies. There's this, this whole world is just like made up of energies, which is also an illusion. Even the energies is an illusion. Uh, the world is based on a grievance. It's based on a sense that we separated ourselves from reality. And that is a grievance. It's, we don't want that. We want reality. Um, the whole world is just reflecting what we're not, and it's not really here. It's like a journey in thought wherever we seem to be. It's still a journey in thought. This is a journey through delusion, through deception. So what's beyond what we think we see, what we can interpret with the body senses, is reality. Everything we think we see here is not the reality. So what I felt inspired to share today is about um, this, this getting the sense of how we look, okay? Um, and you know, this is a thing for me because it's, it, it's just a habit. For me, it's a habit. It's not everyone's habit, but... For me, it's a habit, and I get reflections about it from friends, and I see myself and just go, whoa, what is going on there? Uh, so just the sense of beauty, um, you know, how we look. And does everyone deal with that? Eh, probably to a certain extent, but it seems like so... Uh, so many of us deal with it in a really intense way. So I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday, and um, and I go, hey, I really like your hair. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I like it too now. You know, I didn't like it before, but now I do, you know. Um, and, you know, we got to talking, and apparently she likes it because of the reflection that other people are getting, are giving her, um, which, you know, that's total deception. We're deceiving ourselves again. 
when that occurs. Oh, you think I look good? You know, it's like hanging on a compliment like that. And even let's, let's even apply it to something else. Let's, uh, I do good. Uh, you know, like you could think I, uh, oh, I've done shitty. I've done a shitty job at all this and I'm, I'm lazy or whatever. And someone goes, Oh no, you're doing great. You're, you're doing awesome. You're not lazy at all. You're doing a lot more than me or something like that. Um, so just, Hanging on the compliments of other people and using that to affect your mood. See, there's no one there. So each time we use anything in the world to affect our mood, when we use it to affect our mood, we're killing ourselves. We're literally, like literally, that's not even figuratively. <laughs> I mean, you can't really kill yourself, but, you know, literally in terms of the world, the body that you set up is getting attacked. Whenever, whenever you use a circumstance, a, a compliment, something in the world to affect your mood, that's killing yourself. And all you have to do is notice that. You don't have to change it. You can't change it. You know, this is a reaction that you're getting based on the stories you've told yourself. So you really can't change it. You just see it differently. You start seeing through it. And, you know, that's why if you listen to Wisdom Dialogues online or that I did on Monday, okay, the online that I did on Monday, you'll hear my story about winning $3,000 on a slot machine in Las Vegas, you know. After I went to Minnesota, I cruised to Las Vegas. And immediately, you know, I asked, what's the lesson? Okay. Because I wasn't interested in going along with that, getting all excited. Woo. Woo. I won $3,000. You know, because the circumstances are not real. They're not real. Okay. Whether you get a compliment you win $3,000. All these things are the same. We're projecting something to make it seem like the world is outside of ourselves. We're projecting illusions to make it seem like we're not the ones that are making this shit up as we go along. Okay? So... Let's say you get a sense that, oh man, my hair or whatever it is, my hair is so fucked up, I don't want to leave my house. Um, or uh, you're just feeling, let's say you're in general feeling self-conscious about something about the way you look. The trajectory of the ego is always to try to hide or change it, okay? What we need in that in instance, what we, and I say we because we all need this. Let's say we all need this from you. It's like that. Uh, you know, it, it's not like you're harming every, anyone by uh, being all delusional and deceiving yourself. You're not really harming anyone. But as you set it up and made this reality true, Look at you're making the reality very true if you're making it seem like your looks or how much money you have or anything like that can affect how you feel. Okay? You're totally deceiving yourself. So in a world of deception, 
all of those people are real to you. All the people you think you see are real to you, right? Well, in the world of deception, you're also killing them. As you kill yourself, you're killing them. You're making illusions of death. You know, you're holding them to your idea of mortality. You're holding everyone, including yourself, to your idea of mortality. What you really want is to see through the world. You, you, you don't want, uh, you don't want to have a good mood based on circumstances, right? You know, your God's will is your happiness. Look at God's will is your happiness unchanging. You can call it joy, whatever you want. Unchanging though. It's not, it doesn't go up and down according to anything that you perceive. That's God's will for you. See, to be happy no matter what. By, by just floating around like that and basing your happiness on compliments or how you look or anything like that. All that's doing is attacking your mind. Why? Why go through that when you don't have to? See, and, and be careful with this because it's not like you need to change yourself and it's not like you're doing anything wrong. You're not, this is used for healing. This is all used for healing. You know, you're getting a reaction. So be with the reaction. Just be with the reaction with willingness to see. Okay, because you want to see through the the ones that seem to make you happy and the ones that seem to make you sad. Perceptions that make you feel fearful, perceptions that make you feel hopeful. They're all the same. So with your willingness, and it, you know, really it just takes a little bit. This is just a, a mental trick, a deception, a habit that you're playing on yourself. Okay, you... Uh, you don't need it. You don't need anything to make you happy. So yesterday I had a show set up and I announced it. I announced it on my Facebook. I announced it in my email, which I barely ever do send anything, anyone, anything in email. Um, you know, apparently I was going to do a radio station with my friend, Linda Hope, or a radio show with my friend, Linda Hope. Her show is called Moment to Moment. And uh, it got canceled at the last minute for the second time in a row. First time, the reason given was that the director or the producer, whatever, I don't know that much about radio shows, uh, uh, producer got super sick. Second time, the producer had a power failure. Uh, so, you know, immediately I get a sense like, holy shit, you know. Okay, well, oh, well, uh, it must be what it's meant to be. I'm not really feeling it yet, but you know, I know when I'm not feeling. It. I notice when I'm not feeling it when it looks like the circumstances are disappointing. So I got a sense of disappointment, right? I know that. I know that, but I don't see it yet. I know it, but I don't see it yet, which is okay with me. I see it now. Um, you know, it took a couple of hours, but. I don't have expectations on myself that I'm just supposed to see it right away. Like I'm supposed to just like, I'm not supposed to anything, right? I'm working things out. I'm working out. I'm clearing out my sight. I'm seeing through this world. It's a process, right? Uh, so I know this 
I, you know, I know the spiritual teachings in that moment, but I'm not aware. I'm not fully aware because I'm dealing with a sense of disappointment. So in that moment, I allow myself to embrace the disappointment. I'm noticing thoughts that come up that tell me why I'm disappointed. It probably took me a couple of hours, but I knew that I would see the light. I knew that I would see through it. And then once I see through it, I feel so good about it only because of what it's for. So my goal is really to feel good about everything that I perceive because of what it's for. But when I don't feel good about it, I'm not like trying to change myself. I'm just aware that I'm deceiving myself. See, there's just an awareness that I'm deceiving myself. And that's enough because the joy comes through that. You know, it's like the, uh, the spirit of God, God or the spirit of God, you can say, um, God doesn't know what the heck you are doing here. That's what's funny. So many people believe God knows what's going on here and does things here. God doesn't know about your deception, okay? God's mind doesn't conceive deception, which we like it that way because God's holding down heaven. God's holding down something that's completely different than this journey and thought, this imaginary journey and thought that we think we chose, you know, uh, it's really just nothing. It's really just nothing. But our mind is powerful to keep on looping it around as if it's something. So that's the game. Um, it's a game of seeing through what we made. And it's so, so simple. It's just so simple. But the, the thing is, we have this thing propped up that we made. And, you know, in the case of my friend who reflected to me yesterday, and I know it's a reflection of my own mind. I don't hold it against my friend or anything. Um, but, you know, one of my friends reflecting to me yesterday about how she feels so much better because she had someone telling her constantly for nine days about how beautiful she was. And this is the opposite of what she's constantly telling herself, okay? So these opposites, this is this is part of it. This is the this is the deception, these opposites. So that let that be a flag. Let that be a flag right there. Look at yourself going to these opposite extremes, these opposite feelings. It has nothing to do with really how you look, but it has to do with how you deceive yourself. So, you know, I enjoy it. I enjoy the, 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 the deception. <laughs> I, I know I'm going to see through it. That's why. So I just enjoy the deception. And, you know, I can't always uh, get into it with my friends. It's like not really. Uh, uh, it's not really maximally beneficial to always get into it with my friends and say, hey, wait a minute, you're doing this like this, you shouldn't be doing this like this, or whatever um, the deal is. there's, It's taking it within myself is where the magic happens. So I'm not always going to tell you. 
um, in the moment, if you're a friend of mine that, hey, you know, you're hurting yourself with that. I'm not always going to tell you in the moment. The way I look at it is that everything is for me. And when a friend relates with me something that is uh, showing me something within my own mind, I may not be ready to share about it. may not be ready. I just take everything, you know. I'm intense. I take everything in. <laughs> intense in that way. Uh, I take everything into me. Uh, rather than be projecting, right? So it's like the friend is me. She's showing me my own mind. And I notice it too. Gosh, I get so uh, caught up in, you know, how I look. It's ridiculous. It's so silly. But I love that about myself at the same time because it's teaching me. It's teaching me something. You know, I'm a lot more mature about it because I know that it's teaching me something. Like, you know, when insecurity arises, I don't have a problem with it. Like most people have a problem with a sense of insecurity. I love it. I'm enjoying that, okay? I also um, find myself looking in the mirror often. You know, sometimes I'll, uh, I'll be walking toward the bathroom to look in the mirror, notice myself walking toward the bathroom to look in the mirror, like just to look in the mirror. That's why I'm going there to look in the mirror. I don't have to go pee and I'll notice myself walking to look in the mirror and I'll get redirected. I'll just get redirected. Like it's like, Oh, that, don't really even want to do that right now. It's a habit. You know, we don't have a choice in what we seem to be doing. Everything that we seem to be doing is motivated by thought. So what I'm looking at is the thought that's motivating it. I'm noticing the thought that's motivating it. It's so funny. It's like at some point I'm going to look in the mirror and see what, you know, it's like <laughs> ridiculous. And, you know, the kind of mind wandering, like, I wonder if they think I look good, right? I go on Zoom yesterday and I have it on FaceTime too with my mom and, uh, and, you know, it was first thing in the morning and I was wearing my glasses and I, you know, didn't feel like I was like ready to like go on FaceTime with anyone. Anyways, I go on FaceTime with my mom and my relationship with my mom is such that it feels like she's always looking at me to uh, make a judgment do I look beautiful? Do I look good? Like, how do I look? Right. Um, and you know, that's me setting that up. Doesn't have anything to do with my mom. I know it has nothing to do with my mom. I can get all kinds of evidence. It says it has something to do with my mom, but the evidence is also a deception. It's me projecting these things. So I just noticed, um, when I was talking with my mom on FaceTime, I was waiting for 
her to tell me I look good. But, you know, not in a way that I'm like, I got to get that thing. But just like an awareness that this is a thing. This is a kind of thing. It's like a, a thing that we play out. My mom will tell me I look good if she thinks I look good. I'm totally making this up. My mom will tell me she, I look good if she thinks I look good. But if she doesn't think I look good, she'll just say nothing. <laughs> story. This, you know, the reason I share this with you is that this is the kind of banter that's going on in our mind all day long. It's, it's constant. A lot of it gets missed. Okay, for most people, this stuff gets missed because we're distracted. We're not seeing how our mind's spinning, spinning, spinning stories. So my mom didn't say anything about my looks at all, right? Um, so, so the the immediate um, the immediate conclusion that my mind comes to is she doesn't think I look good because if she does think I look good, she'll go, "Oh wow, you look so good." Remember, I'm making this up. This is not really about my mom. So we're making it all up. It's not about people that we think we see. We're totally making these loops. We're making these things up. So I just noticed that and there's joy immediately. I don't, I don't care. I do not care how I look. In my right mind, I don't care how I look. There, Whatever you guys uh, get a perception of me or I get a perception of me, we're just projecting that. It's really not relevant. The whole purpose of this is to see through the world. That's what the purpose is. I get the sense that I care how I look. That's all. And, you know, you might get the sense that you care how much money you have. Okay, I get that sense too, shit. Um, but it's not the truth. Okay. So being entitled to miracles is being entitled to seeing that we're dreaming a dream and none of this is true because that's joy. That's the only place that joy is going to be found. It's not going to be found in anything that's fleeting. Look, my friend, uh, now that, now that she feels better about the way that she looks, right? Now there's this sense of this happiness. Well, you know what? That is going to be taken away again. That's how it goes back and forth. Is that what we want? We want our happiness to be, you know, hanging by a thread like that. Just the whim of whatever is outside of ourselves at the whim of anyone's compliment or anyone's reflection uh, that you're not beautiful or something. I'll tell you what. Since I hit about 35, I didn't like the way I looked in pictures, okay? And it's like before that, it was like, it was like, oh, I'm so beautiful, you know? It was like, and then once I hit about 35, I'm like, oh shit, all right, okay. The same kind of shit I start aging, shit I was seeing in other people, there it is reflecting on my form now. Um, ah. Uh, what can I do? You know, I've, got, I've gone back and forth between, uh, fuck it. I'm just going to let it all, whatever. And 
trying to save it. Now, either way is the ego, right? Fuck it or trying to save it. It's nothing. That's what we need to see. And that's what we're, that's what the trajectory is um, that we see through that. It's just a matter of our willingness to see through it. To see that this body, this form, is not beautiful or ugly. It's actually nothing. It's actually nothing. We're projecting it as if it's aging and all that other stuff because of our belief. It's a, it's a belief. It's a misbelief about ourselves. It's a belief that we're guilty and we deserve punishment. This is the punishment. This is the punishment of the ego. We don't need to be upset about that because we're not in it. And that, that's the thing. We're going to see through all of this when we're able to laugh at what the ego is presenting to us. And that's why I'm so focused on watching my own reaction and being released from ideas that this world is real. How do I know I'm caught up in an idea the world is real? I'm not 100% content with what seems to be. I'm not 100% content with it. Anytime I'm not 100% content with it. I'll give you another example. So I have some friends, super sweet friends. Oh my goodness. It seems like they're just like so sweet to me. Um, if you reap what you sow, I must have been uh, sowing some really sweet seeds. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Anyways, these friends want to hang out with me and my husband, Tony. And they go, we're available, we're very flexible, let us know when you want to hang out. Like, we'll do whatever you want, we don't need a bunch of notice, and we can do it anytime. We just love you, and we want to hang out with you and your husband, Tony. So, I asked my husband, Tony, hey, you want to hang out with these people? They want to hang out with us. Yeah, but not today. Okay. Do you want to make a date with them? Not right now. And then I get the sense that I'm nagging this guy to go on a double date, basically a double date with me. I get the sense that I'm nagging him, right? So I'm like quiet after that because I want to just like notice what's going on within myself. So then, you know, it's been a couple days, a couple days gone by, and I notice a couple instances where my mind is taking off on what the fuck? What kind of fucking partner do I have where I can't even like get him to go on a date? <laughs> right? There is the deception right there. It does not matter to me what he does. So that's why these, these thought patterns, they arise. I look at the feeling that's coming up with it, right? I don't need, I, I'm not caught up with, like a lot of you guys. Like, uh, 
I need to change something. I need to leave him or I need to like get him to do something or anything like that. I'm not caught up in that stuff. Some of that stuff might come out. I, you know, I'm not opposed to it. It's just that knowing what it's for, I know I don't need to follow. Not only do I not need to follow, <clears throat> excuse me, not only do I not need to follow a thought that tells me something's wrong, but it's actually damning to me. It's actually damning. So knowing that that thought, because of the way it feels, that's what really clues me in. You know, I've been practicing this for a little while. Um, because it clues me in, that feeling clues me in to the fact that I'm abusing myself if I follow that thought, any thought about this circumstance, really. Any thought about this circumstance, it's making me into a victim. Like, what kind of husband do I have that doesn't want? And, you know, I can laugh about it because I can see what the ego's trying to do, the deception that's trying to be made. I'm, I can just laugh about it. You know, it doesn't matter to me. I'm sure it'll work out in a very fun and comical way. Who knows? I could be, I could uh, have a different date to go hang out with him or no date. I love hanging out with him by myself too. I mean, sure. It's, uh, and nothing is happening. So it doesn't matter with me if I even meet with them at all, even though it sounds beautiful because they're just the sweetest peeps and it's fun to hang out with them. Uh, but just being open to see how it might play out and not caring about how it plays out, but being open to seeing how it plays out and being there to use every instance of this world for seeing through this world. Look at every instance of this world, every impression, every thought, every visual it's all for only one thing. It's all for seeing through the thought of separation, which is actually seeing through the whole world because the whole world is based on this thought of separation. So I'm ridiculously stoked, okay? I'm ridiculously stoked because every single thing goes my way. Every single thing goes my way. And when I get the perception that it's not going my way, I'm stoked. I'm so stoked that I recognize that. I recognize what it is. Because that's been such a hook for me. Where I'll just go off on this tangent of poor me, poor me, poor me. Uh, you know, and that translates to sickness. That translates to all kinds of stuff, you know. Uh, being poor. That's another one. I got the, I got a sense of fear come over me, you know. Uh, yesterday, I got a call on the business line. I answer it, you know, Miracle Botanicals. <clears throat> and it's American Express. They're going, hey, you haven't made a couple of payments. And I go, yeah, I'm probably not going to be making those payments because the business just stopped uh bringing an income to make those payments. Like there's no income to make those payments apparently. <laughs> uh, 
And just noticing how my mind wants to run. You know, the, the telephone call was definitely pleasant. You know, the person told me, well, you know, you're personally, we have Hope Johnson on here as being personally liable for it, you know. And I noticed when she said that, I definitely felt a reaction within myself because we're talking about, I don't know, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but in terms of form, I don't know, maybe like $150,000 or something like that. So I got this sense of, oh, fear. And as soon as I got that sense of fear, I remembered um, my uh, my lesson. I have a Course in Miracles going right now. And, you know, I kind of cycle through it. Uh, not all the time, but I have it going right now. I'm on like lesson 89, so I've been going for maybe like uh, three months, almost three months. Um, and the lesson for the day, um, what was it? But it really, was. it was like, whoa, that's awesome. Lesson for the day, lesson for the day today is I'm entitled to miracles. The lesson for the day came up in my mind and it just immediately showed me that that was nothing. What I, what I heard, the money, all that stuff, that is just nothing. Oh, I am under no laws but God's. And see, now, this financial thing, that's a law. That's a worldly law. And it seems like we're under the law, the law of the finances, the law of health, you know, law, law that the government makes. None of these things have any power over us unless we give it power over us. And that's the same thing as using it to affect our feelings. See, you seem to get an effect you seem to get an effect from that thing, but you don't really get an effect from that thing. You're projecting it. So I know I'm projecting that sense like it's fearful that American Express is calling me, telling me I haven't made any payments. I know I'm, you know, I'm projecting that. So instead of carrying it forward, what the mind wants to do is spin out with thoughts. That's what I notice. So when I put the thought in there, about that I'm under no laws but God's. And then my mind starts going on that trajectory instead. Now, the thought that my that, that I'm under no laws but God's, that's also an illusion. But it doesn't matter because it's an illusion that releases me from a painful thought. And ultimately, these illusory, these illusory thoughts that speak to the truth are going to lift all the veils that we placed over reality. Okay, that's what this world is. It's a series of veils that we placed over reality. So as these veils are being lifted, I'm discovering the joy that's beneath all of the perception again and again, and I discover that joy deeper. It shows me more and more that I'm not vulnerable to this world because I was able to access this sense of joy and complete peace immediately after that call was over. Just, you know, during the call, I was being very aware and noticing how I was reacting to everything. Um, and then 
immediately at the end of the call. I don't know when the thought came to me about being no under no laws but God's. It may have been during the call, but immediately after the call, it showed me. It was like, oh, I just got this sense of release and noticing the joy that's beneath the projecting the projecting here. Um, yeah. A Course in Miracles says the miracle establishes that you dream a dream and none of its content is true. I have that as a, uh, as a placard next to my desk um, because it's easy to get, a, get confused about what a miracle is. You know, people are looking for miracles as far as um, change circumstances and stuff like that. And it's not like the, circum- the parent circumstances can't change. They can, like, be changed miraculously, but they're only going to be changed according to what's maximally beneficial for you and for everyone. Maximally awakening. That's what that means. So I'm not looking for uh, special shit in the world. Um, hundreds of thousands of dollars to fall from the sky. Like I'm not like basing my happiness on that, right? I know that it's possible because in a in a perceived world anything is possible. I what I don't know is whether I need it. Whether I, what I don't know is whether I actually want it. Right? Because what I actually want is to see through the world. You know, if hundreds of thousands of dollars falling from the sky is going to help me see through the world, that it's going to be maximally beneficial to me and everyone seeing through the world, then that's what I want it. That's what I want. And that's what I have. What I want is always what I have. It's only given me because it's perfect for me for seeing through the world. So you'd say right now, um, or whenever it crosses my mind and I get the perception that I have a bunch of debt, that's perfect for me. See, and in uh, in the awareness of that's what I that's what I am given to use to see through this world. Why would it fucking matter what it is? Okay, uh, the getting the perception that I don't like the way I look, for instance, uh, and you know, I definitely get that perception from time to time. Uh, it, it's it's so fickle; it goes back and forth. Uh, I'll I'll go back and I notice this with other people too, but I I think that most people don't notice what's going on here, right? It's just like true, whatever it is. I look bad, that's true. I look great, that's true. You know, like they just think it's true. (laughs) I notice how it will go back and forth from between, ah, I'm looking good or I'm looking good for my age. (laughs) like I got an age right damn it when did my ass fall like that when did my ass fall down I can't wear those pants anymore this is terrible you know (laughs) it's all for comedy and um, yeah for some years now I've been taking it a lot more like comedy 
And then I notice I get triggered when people, especially people that uh, that seem to be, you know, someone that's a friend of mine that I would hang out with because they're spiritually aware. I like to hang out with people who are spiritually aware. I notice that. Um, I'll get triggered when they go into delusion like that. And I'll notice that it's not them. It's not because of them. It's because that's still an issue for me. It's an issue. Okay? So if you're one of my friends and you're looking at, you're listening to this, you don't do anything don't need to do anything different. No one needs to do anything different. Being as you are is perfect for me. <clears throat> it shows me what I'm holding on to. It shows me what I what I'm still holding on to. Because that's why I'm getting triggered. You know, my friends act insecure. I have one one friend, she does the duck lips every time she looks in the mirror and every time it triggers me. It's so good. <laughs> Like, well, it's like, why the fuck are you making that face in the mirror? What does that, what does that do? As far as I know, I don't make any faces in the mirror, but I don't know. I don't know. I definitely look in the mirror. <laughs> All right. Let's say I have up to, up until this point. Will I ever look in the mirror again? I don't know. <laughs> But it's great when I see that kind of stuff um, because it, it when I get the trigger and I get the perception, oh, my gosh, this is so freaking insecure. This person is so freaking insecure. I get that this kind of trigger. <clears throat> That's me. That's my insecurity still. I still am holding on to some kind of insecurity about the way I look, which is something I definitely want to see through. I don't want to hold on to that. And at the same time, it's a process. So I just hold it lightly, notice how I feel, laugh at myself, right? And, you know, when something's coming on, on like this, a lot of the times I'm not even going to share it with a friend. Uh, from time to time, I do find myself sharing it with a friend and I'll notice their reaction to my trigger and that's what makes me uh not interested in sharing when when i when i'm getting a trigger i can't help you that's what i notice when i'm getting a trigger i cannot help you because the way that's going to come out is that it's an attack on you that's how we perceive if I'm feeling triggered and I try to help you, it's going to come out as an attack on you. You guys might have experienced this a bunch of times. You know, watch that. When you try to help someone and they're triggered by you, they seem to be triggered by you, watch that. Because it could mean that you were triggered. It's not always the case. It's not 100% always the case. You can feel it, though. It's a feeling. Okay? 
You can't rely on the illusion to show you anything 100% of the time. But you can feel it and you just know. You know when you're triggered. You try to fool yourself and pretend. But you know when you're triggered. And you may not uh, be able to see it right away. But you know. And you pretend like you don't know. So, just have fun with it. I mean, that's what I do. I just play with everything. And I don't talk so much. I listen more than I talk. It may not seem like that. Because whenever I'm on with you guys, I talk. Talk, 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 talk. But I listen more than I say things. Not that I have a choice in that either. It's just a willingness to listen. It's a willingness to see more than say, right? You might notice sometimes things just come blurting right out of your mouth. You can't even help it. I love it when that happens. I love it when any, anything, whatever it is, whatever seems to be happening. Because of what it's showing me. It's always showing me my own mind. And that thing's a trip. Wanders all over the place. And, you know, that's no different from anyone else. In fact, you know, the wandering. Usually goes unseen. Normally goes unseen. As it is for me at this point in time. The wandering does not go unseen. And it's really, um, it's like quite a bit to take in. It's like, wow, the way that the feeling changes so much as soon as the mind wanders. It changes how I feel so much. And the more I look at it, the more I notice, wow, this is killing me. This wandering mind, that's what it is. It's a wandering mind. It's not really killing me, but it's killing the image that I made. Right? It's killing this, basically killing this self-image. That's what aging is. It's a wandering mind. It's intense. You know, I, I, I spend so much of my time. The goal is to spend all of my time, but I spend so much of my time noticing my wandering mind rather than following the thoughts, rather than pursuing the thoughts. Spend so much time noticing it and noticing how it feels. That's the only thing that's affecting our feeling is our wandering mind. It's not what we see in the mirror. It's not other people's cons uh, compliment. It's not winning money or losing money um, or having debt or anything like that. It's only the wandering thoughts. That's the only thing that's affecting how we feel. And I got my eye on that. And I'm really excited about that. Um, uh, I got inspired like three months ago to restart A Course in Miracles um, for some extra, uh, you can call them tools or devices or whatever it is, these thoughts, because uh, they're illusory too. And that's Felt like it would be fun to throw some thoughts for the day. That's what I like about A Course in Miracles. It's like the, it'll give you a thought 
for the day. And I have a reminder coming up on my phone reminding me of the thought for the day. And it has been so profound in these last three months, definitely more profound than I've seen it be ever. It's all, like has so much more meaning to me. The, the truth has so much more meaning to me than it did. I took a break probably for a couple years. And when I use one of those thoughts, like today, it's, the thought is I'm, in, I'm entitled to miracles. And that has a lot of meaning for me. I'm entitled to miracles. What's a miracle? It establishes that you dream a dream. And none of the content is true. That's my joy when that's established in my mind. Nothing else is my joy. That's the miracle. Okay. Um, and then I'm under no... Oh, that was yesterday that I'm under no law, no law, but God's. That was really incredible. Um, the way that played out. It's so fun. The way they, the way they play out. Uh, American Express calling. Oh, things seem really serious now. And then I'm under no laws, but God's. It's like, oh, then none of that stuff's serious. What's God's law? God's law is love. God's law is just love. Okay? Uh, there's there's different ways to say it. Um, you reap what you sow. Okay? So, if you think, if you're thinking in terms of condemnation, you're going to, re you're going to receive that. So, it's like when American Express tells me in my dream that I'm late on my payments, if I've been making the world into a reality, meaning I've been following those wandering thoughts, then what I'm reaping is an ill feeling. Okay, so that the feeling reaction that I get is a direct reflection of how I think, of the thoughts I've been pursuing, those random thoughts that I'm talking about. It's a direct reflection. The feeling that I'm getting is a reflection of the thoughts I pursued, the thoughts that I didn't notice were random thoughts and I pursued. This is what's making the world spin. That's why it's so freaking interesting to me. I'm, I don't care about the things that are going on on the surface. It's meaningless. That's why I don't care about the things that are going on on the surface. What I care about is how I'm reacting to the things that are going on, the things that seem to be going on, and what my function is within that. Because that's where my joy is, and that's where I really have something to extend to my kin, which is all of you. Um, that's where I really have something to share. Because it's not just my random thoughts about the world that don't mean shit. I don't mean anything. It's such a trip to think that it was, you know, in the illusion of time, it was only just like a year ago that I was done with being an activist. It was only just like a year ago. Man, that was like a totally, 
different t- trajectory. There's no way I could have been doing A Course in Miracles while going through that. I don't think. I don't think there's a way I could have. Um, because, you know, even though I had the foundation of A Course in Miracles and I would go, hey, none of this stuff is real. I'm just, I have to play this out. Like I would even go, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, you know, I'd get like, no, I'm not going to pretend like I'm victimized by this. I'm not going to do this. And it's like, yes, you are. And that's because you reap what you sow. So these random thought thought trajectories that would arise in my mind about things being unjust or people trying to take people's freedom away, um, fear and all this kind of stuff, these random thoughts, they weren't being caught by me. They weren't being noticed by me. And, you know, in that time, that was perfect. A lot of people loved it, too, <laughs> that I was activist. Because, you know, when I put my my attention on something, woohoo! it's... <laughs> I can seem to accomplish some shit. So, you know, it's not like I'm ashamed of it or anything like that. It was perfect for me and it was perfect for everyone involved. I can see all of the different healings, uh, ways that healing manifested itself through that. It's just amazing to me to to notice the consciousness and the difference in consciousness um, in this instant i can't even go down a thought trajectory like uh the government is taking away anyone's freedoms that makes no fucking sense to me today it actually makes no sense at all what's freedom right it's not in the mind it's certainly not someone telling you to wear a mask it's not someone uh, telling you to get a vaccine. It doesn't matter if you get a vaccine. It's not someone going, oh, you're going to go to jail. You know, the thought came up to me, oh, well, what if American Express um, takes me down for fraud? And this is a long shot, but anyways, it's just watching what it's doing. It takes me down for fraud, and then I end up in jail for it or prison or something like that. And it's like immediately that when I see where that's going, it's meant to scare me. You're going to be locked up in a cage, right? And immediately, it's also shown to me that it doesn't fucking matter. I'm the same no matter what. If I seem to be cold, that's the biggest thing for me because I don't mind sitting around by myself. Like being secluded from other people or any of that kind of stuff. I don't care about that. But what gets me, and I think it's funny that it gets me, is being cold. <laughs> Seems to be uh, the biggest thing that I seem to be afraid of. Well, probably one of them, but being cold. And You know, it's shown to me immediately, you're not cold. There's nothing to be afraid of. You don't even have to be afraid of being cold because you're not cold. You know, with this willingness to see through, you 
you get to experience these things as sensations and not as realities. So no matter what it is, you're okay within it, okay? Uh, what's coming up in my mind now is torture. Um, like if someone's torturing you. Look, don't you don't have to run away from that. You don't have to run away from it. The thought of it, right? You don't have to run away from the thought of it. When the thought of it, it arises, and I know this arises for a lot of people, and we don't like to talk about it. That's why I bring it up. A lot of people are me. That's what's going on here. Um, it's all me. So I like to talk about it because it's something that occurs, you know. Uh, we had an Amber Alert here on the island recently, and apparently, uh, I got this from my son. I don't know the whole story, but I got it from my son that... Uh, the girl was basically tortured and he said it's like a horror movie and he was really shaken by it, you know, my 20-year-old son. Uh, just, I guess he didn't, he didn't really feel the impact of worldly things until it was something that happened on the island um, that it was, that was publicized and he knew about. So he was really shaken and, you know, it's this, sense like it's in the world but you don't want it it's in the world but you don't want it and that's what makes it seem like it's so scary this torture thing but really it's a reflection of of self-torture it's a it's a reflection of the way we think in terms of you know we're unworthy that unworthy thought and all of the thoughts about the world that are just unconsciously followed they're torturous thoughts so that's just a reflection of that now, if you find yourself in the situation where you seem to be being tortured by another person, remember that you have dominion even over that. No one can even pretend to torture you, and it's all pretend. No one can even pretend torture you if you're willing to see them as the son of God. They actually can't carry it out. So go to the willingness to see them as a son of God. I've related to you guys before. It's been a little while, so I'll share again. I have been in a situation where three men were about to rape me in my dream, okay? I didn't realize at that time because I was only 14 about it being a dream and them not really being there. But I had a different kind of training. I had the training that, you know, Jesus can overcome anything, okay? Which is still true to me. It's just not in the same way that uh, that I took it back then. Still, it worked for me. It worked for me in that moment. And I noticed the sense of fear come up that I'm about to get raped, and I asked Jesus for help. That's all. And what occurred for me is my mouth just opened, and I started talking about Jesus in a way where I wasn't expressing fear because uh, the way I was trained was that Jesus, you can just call on Jesus, and it doesn't matter what you use. You can call on Jesus. That'll work because you know, if you believe it, it'll work. And, I, you know, I've trained like that since I was a kid. So I had the belief really strong when I noticed the fear. Like, holy shit, I'm about to get raped. 
I just was trained to go straight to asking for help from Jesus. And the whole situation was turned around. I opened my mouth. I started talking. I saw a light go on in their eyes and everything changed. And that's how it is in any, does not matter what the situation is. Someone seems to be violent with you or anything like that. If you are willing to see, even if you, you know, Jesus helped me, it's a different thought because when you get the perception that someone's about to do something or is doing something heinous to you that you don't want, when you get that perception, what thoughts are the loudest thoughts are fearful thoughts. And what the tendency is to do is to pursue those fearful thoughts. And as we pursue those fearful thoughts, we build them up as more of a perpetrator, right? So we're building these people, even ones that seem to come and torture us. No one can do anything to us. It's not like that. So... Start practicing within just regular day-to-day things, okay? Start practicing noticing where your mind is going because that's making every single thing that you perceive and it's making everything that you perceive seem like it's a reality. You have the dominion. You have all dominion over this world. There's nothing in it that can threaten or harm you. It's the way that you think. It's the following of thoughts that makes makes that seem so. That strike fear into your heart. You know that feeling like when you get you get struck with fear? I just love that feeling now. The feeling used to confuse me, but now I just love it. I know what it is. It's knowing what it is. So if you're not at that point yet, which shit, I don't meet anyone. In fact, I haven't met anyone in person that seems to be at that point where these thoughts are just meaningless. Just the thoughts are just meaningless to them. I've had friends definitely have huge openings where they get in, uh, get the the perception that nothing's here. That's a huge opening when you get that perception. But who knows how long you want to keep on pursuing these thoughts to prop up the world. There's fear of losing the world. So who knows how long you want to keep on pursuing the thoughts to prop it up. I don't. I'm not interested. I perceive myself doing it pretty much every day. I perceive myself doing it. And I know it's just playing out. It's just some old shit that I set up. And it's just playing out now. And it's just really beautiful, too. I just love it. It's not like um, there's any resistance to it. It's just noticing. And, you know, there's... A lot of time spent in meditation for me where I didn't see like this. Now that I see like this, it's like it's all a meditation. 
when a thought trajectory comes up about the world, I'm glad. I'm glad that I notice it. I'm glad that I'm, I notice the reaction within my apparent body to it. That gladness and non-resistance allows it to pass very quickly. And I know that all of you listening, not listening, whatever, will be at the same point at some point in time. It can't be helped. When will it be? I don't know. I'm not, not concerned about that. That's not my concern. I don't have to help you. I can't help you. Not in the, not in the way of uh, talking to you. <laughs> the only way I can help you is by my willingness to see through those thought trajectories. So, you know, I'm going to say the light has come because those thought trajectories are not freaking interesting to me anymore. Even if they seem to be interesting to me, I'm aware behind the scenes that it's uninteresting. And, and you'll see what I mean. We'll see what I mean. And, and, you know, it's like, why do I even spend this time talking to you then? If I can't even help you, why do I do that? Maybe a question that you're asking. It's just like anything that's playing out. I don't have a choice in it. And whatever it is that does come up and does come out, it is maximally beneficial it's not a me doing anything it's not like i'm helping you like that like i have something to give you that you don't already have but whatever it is that we get a perception of and if i'm getting a, per getting a perception of myself um, reaching out to you and sharing with you that's maximally beneficial but it's not like there's two of us so it's not like my saying anything can help you. I don't actually say anything. You're projecting the words that seem to be coming from me. These things are all our individualized perceptions occurring. No one's saying anything. No one's even saying anything. So it's not in what I seem to do in the world. The way I help you is not in anything that I seem to do in the world. The way I help you is the same way I help myself. And that's to see that the thoughts that are being generated automatically to deceive me are deceiving. They're for deceiving. That's what they're for. That's what the ego uses them for. Now, the Holy Spirit has a different plan. I'm on board with the Holy Spirit's plan for me. And that is when I get the perception of thoughts of this world, which occur all the time, uh, to see that they are meaningless, to notice the deception, to notice that the ego's rule and to take dominion over everything, which that's my joy. I love that. I'm 
so stoked for life because of that. It doesn't matter what I seem to be doing. And I usually seem to be doing a lot of awesome shit. Well, at least from my point of view. <laughs> How can it be another way? Right? So I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for listening. I will be back. Um, well, I am back on Wisdom Dialogues online Mondays. I just recorded one recently on Monday and stuck it up there on YouTube. I'm still on YouTube. They censored me once, apparently, in my dream. Took down one of my videos. Um, they said whatever I said in there went against the World Health Organization. Had a thought of going to another channel. Started going to another channel. And you know what? I just don't have the um, motivation. That's all it is. It's all motivation. I don't have the motivation to go to another channel. So... If uh, the Facebook gods or the YouTube gods, whatever, <laughs> take down my videos or Spotify takes down my podcast, it's no loss. Nothing there. It's only going to be available as long as it's useful. So that one episode that seems to have been uh, deleted, it must not be useful. It's perfect. It's perfect for me. Thank you, YouTube. <laughs> Always giving me what I need. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. And these are random right now until I get a spot for Wisdom Dialogues in person, which is which seems to be coming up. My friend Bob has been trying to get a hold of me. We've been playing phone tag. Bob Shine, you probably heard of him if you've been following me for a while. Uh, my friend Bob's been trying to get a hold of me to set up the meeting that we're going to have over at the trading post. And if that resonates for me and everything, then I'll be back to Wisdom Dialogues in person. If not, um, so far I've done two random middle, middle of the night sessions. <laughs> That's a great time for me, actually. It's nice and quiet, and I don't have a lot of other distracting elements occurring. The daytime is pretty interesting because there's just so much. There's so much. You know, when you get a perception of a person, any person, my husband... A dog. Dogs are people too, I heard. <laughs> uh, you know, perception, just get per, getting perceptions and it seems like to have, I seem to get a lot of perceptions during the day, more than in the middle of the night. I seem to get a lot of perceptions. There's like phone calls and um, computer stuff or People coming by, things that seem to me to be do to be done, food, my kid, you know, just like all these different perceptions. That's a lot of information. 
basically that nothing's happening. But that's a lot of information. And there's a lot going on there as far as the, the mind. It is all mind. So with my focus, with my willingness and my focus, I make my goal to see through all of the deceptions and hmm, it makes me pretty quiet. Makes my mind pretty quiet. Even if my mouth seems to be talking, it just makes my mind pretty quiet. In those moments, I'm not doing a whole lot of reflection because there's just so much coming through, you know, like daylight hours, let's say. There's so much information that's, you know, you've probably heard we're only using a certain part of our brain because there's so much information we can't really make sense of it. Well, I don't want to make sense of it at all. I'm not interested in it because it's nonsense. What I'm watching is my mind and how it flits back and forth and goes on these different thought trajectories. And just watching that with compassion, I don't have a choice. But when I see it, when I notice it, and I notice that it doesn't serve me, all of a sudden I'm redirected. My mind's redirected toward the truth. So it keeps on going back to the truth over and over again. It's kind of like when daylight comes, it's like, okay, here's the marathon. <laughs> the marathon is beginning. <laughs> and yeah, things are intense. Things are intense for me in an awesome way. I want them to be intense. I don't want to go to sleep. I don't want to go to sleep during the day, right? That's fine with me if I take a nap, but I don't want to go to sleep in the mind. I don't want to miss opportunities to see through things. I don't want to miss, miss opportunities to think in alignment with what's true. It's all thought, right? So to think in alignment with what's true. I don't want to miss those opportunities. The tendency is to get lazy. And getting lazy hurts. Boy, I can't even do that anymore. I mean, lazy in terms of just being permissive with thoughts, just letting thoughts uh, tell me how I feel and tell me how I should feel about other people and tell me what I should make of this. It's intense, and all of you are going through this the same intensity. It's just that there's a laziness about it that covers up the intensity, but you know where the intensity gets lodged. It gets lodged in the make-believe body. Which is really, you know, it's projected from the mind. The make-believe body is projected from the mind. And the body is make-believe, in case you weren't aware of that. <laughs> it's projected from the mind. So the mind is harboring all this pain and projecting what we've, I think, collectively call, I don't know, a pain body. Right? 
I've been accessing the pain that I've been projecting onto my body. I've been accessing that. And it's a lot. It's deep. It's amazing. This is kind of a small body, apparently. But there's no size. Layer after layer after layer of this pain. That's what the laziness does. It's projecting onto the body death. It's projecting pain, fear, death, basically aging. All aging is that too. And sometimes I appear to be getting younger. And sometimes I appear to be getting older. Either way, they're illusions. I'm not hanging anything on an illusion. I'm only going with right now, what's meaningful to me right now. What would I rather have? What would I choose? Would I choose to pursue this thought? Let's say about my husband um, not going on a date with me. Well, uh, that's really, you know, in the moment. That's If that's what came up, am I going to pursue that thought? Or what would I rather have? Would I rather have that thought and the pain that goes along with it? Or would I rather be released? I mean, that's really the question. And that's from moment to moment. Look, these thoughts come up and then they go and, and then they pass away and then another one crops up and then it passes away. It's just cycle, 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 cycle. When I have my mind on the truth, I feel at ease. I feel peaceful. But when I'm pursuing one of those worldly thoughts, like let's say about my hair or about my husband or whatever, it's not peaceful. That's what I notice. And that's why I like it to be intense for me. I want to notice when I'm pursuing any thought that's not peaceful. The thoughts of God, I don't even feel like I need to pursue them. They're just, they're calm and they're loving and and they're not this fluctuating thing with opposites back and forth. That's where I want my mind to stay. And that's what I notice more and more over and over again as I ask myself the question, would I, would I rather pursue this thought and the feeling that uh, this sense that of dread and would I rather pursue that thought or would I rather have peace right now? And more and more, I would rather have peace right now. You know, for a while, I'm, I, 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 and you know, from time to time, I'll notice myself, you know, no, I'm pursuing this thought right now. That's what's going on. And you know, I'm not going to hold that against myself. I'm just going to notice that I want to pursue that thought even though it's killing me. And over time, and this is a process, or it has been for me anyways, over time, the thought becomes irrelevant to me. It becomes irrelevant. So you see how there's really, you know, to not pursue it, isn't even really a choice. It's just really not relevant to me anymore because I've been looking, I've been noticing. It's not relevant to me to hurt myself anymore. And who knows if I'll ever find myself again pursuing a thought 
and going, okay, I know this is hurting me, but I'm pursuing it anyways, fuck, what can I do, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm over that, maybe I'm not, doesn't matter. Everything's going as perfection. So, hooray, everyone. Yay. I love you. Feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out to me at hopejohnson at me.com. I also have a phone number. You can call me. Um, reach out to me by email, and we can have that kind of connection too if it resonates I'm generally available as far as uh, anyone who wants to join with me for seeing through illusions generally available I can talk on the phone and see people in person it's really the only thing that's really the only thing that's meaningful to me is to join with apparent others or really myself join with others to see through the deception of the world and the deception of the ego that's really the only thing that's meaningful to me so that's what I'm available for if anyone who's anyone's interested in that and anyone's interested in doing that with me Let's have some fun, baby. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful day. Mahalo, aloha, and a hui ho.